a doctor in the house. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. It's that time of the week again. We're kicking it off with Dr. Rashid Bittar, Advanced Medicine Monday. Dr. Bittar, lots of breaking news about the CDC, what they knew, what they've covered up, what they don't want you to know. Had Dr. Brian Hooker on yesterday. I know that we're going we're gonna to all get together soon for Autism One on this one. Absolutely. I think this is it's nothing new to you or I, Robert, but I think mm-hmm. this is something that really needs to be brought to the attention of the masses who still may not even realize that thimerosal is in vaccines or even that mercury is still within amalgams. I cannot believe how many people still think that, oh, yeah, that used to be the case. They don't have it anymore instead of feelings, or they don't have thimerosal instead of vaccines. We need to bring this and capitalize upon this information uh, so that the general public is made aware that this is still a problem and what they think happened 10 12 years ago back in 2000 2002 when the cdc recommended that they didn't say that they that the thimerosal should be taken out of vaccines but they recommended it to the pharmaceutical companies that manufactured vaccines but unbeknownst to so many people it's still used in every vaccine there's no vaccine out there that isn't thimerosal free even the ones that say uh, thimerosal free or mercury free mm-hmm. they still have thimerosal in there Every one of them. And this was actually shown during Dan Burton's congressional hearings when he asked the FDA and the FTC, the head of the FDA and the FTC, why is it that these, they tested four different batches, why, why is it that these four batches that we tested show thimerosal even though the labels stay thimerosal free? And the head of the FTC told Congressman Burton that he needed to defer this to the head of the FDA and the head of the FDA when confronted basically stated that, well, we don't add it anymore to the Vaccines. However, there is no requirement by law to disclose what's put in there during the manufacturing process, meaning if you have a vial and you add ingredient one, ingredient two, ingredient three, they must all be labeled on the actual bottle. However, if it was lab- ingredient one, ingredient two, and ingredient three were used during the manufacturing process and then that final product was poured into the vaccine, into the vial that's now the vaccine, they have no requirement to disclose what's in there. And so the thimerosal that was in these batches that were tested that were brought to the attention of the Subcommittee on Human Rights and Wellness, they were basically told that that thimerosal was not added in the vials. It was added in the manufacturing process, and therefore there was no requirement to disclose it, which basically is the, it's like saying that, well, we don't have to disclose a poison if we used it during the manufacturing process. If we add it in the vial, we have to disclose it. But if not, hey, there's no law that says that we have to disclose that. So every vaccine out there, every vaccine, and I cannot stress this enough, has thimerosal in it. Yeah, it, it is shocking when someone hears that because the assumption is at large that, oh, yeah, as you said, it was taken out. They They won the PR battle, at least initially. And then they were able to say, well, since... The vaccines had their thimerosal slash mercury removed and autism still going up. See, it wasn't the mercury. It wasn't the thimerosal. But, you know, what what Brian Hooker found, not only through Freedom of Information Act requests, more recently through a congressional request, 
I believe coming through Congressman Darrell Issa, uh, that the CDC indeed did know of the relationship between thimerosal and autism through these vaccines. So there's a lot of nasty stuff, the under the seething underbelly, if you will, of the things that are going on in the CDC regarding the promotion of vaccines, no matter what, no matter what they uncover, they cannot afford to allow this to come out. Well, it's not just the CDC. It's also the Institute of Medicine. They had hired a scientist by the name of Brubaker when they did the monkey studies to show that there was no correlation between thimerosal and autism in the monkey model. Right. And when he did the research, he found not only was that there was actually a correlation, it was a statistically more than significant correlation. And then when he wanted to release this information, I think the first time that it was scheduled to be released, they somehow came up with some excuse where he couldn't present the data. They had somebody else present his data, and they basically manipulated the data to show that there was no correlation and then relieved him of his position. And this actually came up, and the Institute of Medicine was, I don't remember which body reprimanded them for laxity in intellectual integrity or something to that extent, but the media never covered it. And, of course, Brubaker went on, uh, he, he's published that information that, in fact, there is a very significant correlation between autism right. and thimerosal using the monkey model. But, of course, the media won't cover that. And this was all paid for by the Institute of Medicine. Yeah. Well, we call them the Institute of Madness. Yeah. You know, well, the IOM, there's so many cover-ups happening. This, you know, this makes Watergate, those of you old enough to remember that, after Nixon, uh, years in, in the presidency, it makes it look like, you know, let the Lego movie or something. Yeah, the, there's no correlation with anything that is as deeply disturbing and that is as heinous of a crime as this crime against humanity. And I don't care what you compare it to, Robert. Mm-hmm. I believe, and I've said this in public forum numerous times, this crime makes Hitler look like a nice guy. Well, because what the, Hitler did, mm-hmm. it, he affected millions of people. What's being done now, it's being, it's affecting not only millions of people, but the future generations and essentially the entire, the entire human race is at jeopardy here. Well, and what, what makes this more, I, I don't know if insidious is the right word. It's probably one of the words we could use when you make a comparison like that. And it's always dangerous to do that. But I, I, I get what you're saying is that, it, you know, in the case of a Hitler, there was no hidden agenda. It was right out in the open. We want to exterminate you, you know, as he says. In this case, what's happening is that much of that same uh, pharmaceutical industry that was emerging in World War II Nazi Germany that eventually went uh, uh, through a to, to some strange diaspora forced on them through the breakup of IG Farben into all of these demon spawn, they have somehow won a PR battle over generations now or many decades that they are actually here to help you. They're here to cure cancer. They're here to reverse disease. They're here to prevent disease so that they're the knights in shining armor, at least by perception by many in the, on the planet, although not everybody and a, and, a, and a shrinking number of people. But at the same time, why I agree with that statement is because they're coming in not with the overt, we want to slaughter you and get rid of you. They come in with the, we're here to help you, and we're not going to let anybody else get in our way. And they're not going after one specific subsection of the population. They're going against the entire human race because if people really understood, which very few people, even within the autism community, understand this, the group that's being actually singled out here, Robert, is the brightest of the bright. 
because yeah. autism only seems to affect, and you, you've heard me talk about this before, only seems to affect those that are cognitively superior. In other words, the allele that defines raw cognitive ability, the higher functionings of the mind, such as strategy, humor, etc., those components, the, the, the humor and strategy as an example, higher cognitive functioning, I believe that that cognitive functioning is defined by an allele that also defines the inability to excrete, meaning wherever that polymorphism is in the genetic code happens to be affecting the same allele. So this is almost like selective poisoning of the brightest minds because right. if this population, this population had been affected, say, 50 years ago, we'd still be in the horse and buggy age. We wouldn't have cell phones. We wouldn't have emails. We wouldn't have the Internet. We wouldn't have space travel. We would have been still in, in, in like 100 years ago. We would have still been very primitive compared to where we are now. But they have actually slowed down the evolution of mankind and the advancements in technology by this particular targeting of the brightest of the bright. It transcends all geographical bounds. It mm-hmm. transcends all the race and ethnicity. It, it doesn't matter. It's just taking the bright ones and maiming them. We, you know, we, I talked with my wife about this very thing this weekend. It's interesting that you bring it up in that context. And she said very similar, uh, her observation. It's like uh, on some level, there were people that were very aware of the children being born, particularly over the last 20 years, uh, had a potential. Some called them indigo children. Some called them crystal, crystal. children, right? Exactly. All, yep. The awareness, the abilities that they had coming in. And there, of course, there are the power elite, the power structure on the planet that knew this was happening, did not want to lose that grip on power that these children represented, a complete transformation of this planet and perhaps even a healing of it. And one of the most, again, the word insidious comes to mind is like, how do we, how do we target them without, you know, wholesale warfare type slaughter? We can do it in the guise of medicine. We can inject them pretending and telling their parents who we'd already gotten. Uh, we could tell them that this is critical for their health. And yet the, by the very injection that they uh, considered they would get every child, they knew that they would, if not outright destroy at the very least, slow down the potential of these children to come through and make these massive transformations. Robert, I hate to disagree with you, but for you to say at the very least, Mm -hmm. I will prove that they knew this and it was organized and it was, remember we've talked about the difference between good and bad, and then you go beyond that to evil. Mm -hmm. And the current situation with the subject matter that we're talking about right now is well beyond evil, but the poison that these children have been exposed to and the resulting effect that's now going to affect mankind, this particular component, if you look back to the movie that I mentioned to you, Mercury Rising, Mercury that was Rising, done in the yes. 1980s with Bruce Willis, right. and that's about a child that was damaged, that had autism, that is responsible for breaking the national security code and how the government's after him. You know, there's no way that they were these 200 and whatever unique components that there's no way somebody could have not known this to have made this movie come out prior to the National Vaccine Initiative well, yeah, in that, 1991. I'm with you. I mean, that's the argument here, is that on some level, some corrupt cabal knew exactly what they were doing. We're going to talk more about this on uh, Advanced Medicine Monday right here with Dr. Batar on the Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. in the health world to the power of radio it's the robert scott bell show 
if it gets uncomfortable for anybody this hour, uh, tough nubs. You got you got to face this reality. And it you know it's bad enough, Doctor Batar, that we've seen a generation you know almost a wholesale slaughter of a generation in this way. Very few have been fortunate enough at this point, you know, like your son, to have a dad like you. And you've been on this, how would you say it, a crusade, a battle? What do you say what you've been doing to send a wake folks up and to kind of not actually bring a reversal about in this regard? It's not only about stopping it. It's about reversing what's going on. Well, Robert, actually, I wouldn't call it a crusade or a battle or anything. I would just call it for what actually it is, which Mm -hmm. is just keeping my promise. Right. And... You know, I made a deal, and uh, people all the time talk about making deals with the devil. You hear about that in popular media. You talk about, you see that as subject matter of movies, but nobody ever talks about making a deal with the creator. Well, I made a deal with the creator. The creator, as always, uh, which is true for anybody, anybody who thinks that the creator doesn't do that, doesn't do his part or her part, uh, probably a her. I don't know what 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 the the universe of consciousness, source, energy, God, whatever you want to call it. Mm kept the promise for me and so i'm just keeping the promise on on my end and that's all i'm doing so it's not it's not a crusade it's not a battle it's just fulfilling my uh, obligation of the of the deal that i made right right and again i, I want to urge everybody if you if you're particularly if you're a first-time listener or a new listener we've got hundreds of hours of interviews with dr Vitar each and every week we do this and it's at medicalrewind.com it's the easiest place to plug into a lot of these things if you want to know some of the backstory also, in The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away, international best-selling book by Dr. Batar. Uh, so there's a lot here. If you're just catching up now, don't feel bad. Don't feel like you have to know everything immediately. But I think you get the sense of where we're going with this. In fact, with all of the revelations coming out, because we knew they couldn't keep the lies contained forever, that a lot of this will be coming out as we head towards the Autism One Conference in May in Chicago. And we've actually, Robert, if you think about it now, it's been over three years that we started doing this together. Obviously, we've known each other for over a decade, but over the last three years when we started this, you remember we were talking about how the universal consciousness is increasing and how the last phases of a death struggle, that's when the animal is trying to survive and that's when the struggle gets the worst, right before its ultimate demise. And that's actually what we're witnessing here because now we see many of these things that we discussed three years ago coming to fruition where the universal consciousness is becoming more aware. When when I say universal consciousness, I mean the population of the planet is becoming more aware of what's happening. And and this is the result, what we're seeing right now, what we just covered here with uh, with Dr. Hooker's research and mm-hmm. with what all is being released in the media right now. Well, their desperation is showing on so many levels, not the least of which is the article in Forbes trying to obfuscate what uh, Dr. Hooker has found out and others as well. Also, uh, we talk about looking up in the skies and seeing what the hell are they crisscrossing the skies with that are not really clouds. And again, the vaccines and the drugs and also what Mike Adams has been uncovering with the Natural News Forensic Foods Lab, finding out that many dietary supplements coming from China are contaminated with heavy metals, uh, tungsten, lead, cadmium and things like this. And, and they're in organic supplement products in America. So there's a lot of stuff happening. We could speculate on the origin points and why it's happening. But there's no question whether you believe it's a concerted effort or plot. The end result is the same. Absolutely. And awareness is the only real solution that one has because it is the answer once you become aware of the problem then you can no longer be the victim because knowledge is power Mm -hmm. 
Awareness is the answer. Of course, then you have to have the ability to do something about with your newfound awareness. And of course, this is where it comes to what we've been doing for years, what you've been doing with advanced medicine, and we do the seminars out there. It's bringing that awareness into action. You got to do something differently. And part of it is recovering our sanity, much less our physical uh, or physiological integrity. Absolutely. I think that it's happening on a steady basis. I think maybe the rate is increasing the, the speed of which we're having this information now being disseminated and more people becoming aware of it. I think that's actually increasing. I don't know whether your sense is the same as mine, that it does seem like it's it's increasing in um, – the rate is increasing, doesn't it seem that way to Well, you? It, it is. I mean, there's a lot of evidence that, you know, as we talk about starting this, launching it together three years ago – and the outreach into into different areas of media, the play that this show is getting around the world. We we can't even conceive of how many times this thing is being downloaded and sent out because so many places are taking it and republishing it. So the reality is it's far greater than we could have perhaps conceived initially. And the evidence is playing itself out there in what is happening, even within the mainstream media covering stories that the way I've, I've never thought they would. Listen, we got to take another quick break here. We've got a longer segment coming up with Dr. Rashi Batar, Advanced Medicine Monday. We do this each and every week right here on naturalnewsradio.com and our syndicator GCN and around the world at the UK Health Radio and down under with Digital Radio-103. We'll be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Advanced Medicine Monday continues here with Dr. Rashi Bittar. Uh, Dr. Bittar, the attacks not only on the kids or anybody indiscriminately or as a wholesale group, let's target everybody because we don't know who the golden children are, who the crystal children Let's just get them all, right? We want to stop them now through vaccines, through drugs, etc. The remediation as you found with your own son and many others have found too, partly at least through the chelation concept and putting it into play, whether it be transdermally, whether it be intravenously, etc. It's been an area where it's been the exclusive purview of the medical community, doctors, DOs, MDs, uh, yet it's been attacked and it's still being attacked. I I talk to people all the time that still are on the perception that, oh, chelation, that's dangerous. That is so dangerous. I can't do that, even though they know they need to get the metals out and things like that. So we've got a lot of things to overcome in that arena as well. Absolutely, and hopefully the uh, new book that's going to be coming out, which you've been aware of, Robert, actually the one that was written before the Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away, Right. that book will hopefully uh, explain the political, the clinical, the didactic, and the uh, emotional aspects of all of this so that people can then again, become empowered once they've been made aware of the truth. And once they're empowered with that knowledge, they can take adequate action. So this particular book has taken a long time to come to fruition. And actually, our friend Terry from Autism One is uh, helping to see if she can make that into a reality sooner rather than later. Because as you know, that all the people that are involved with the publishing aspect of it, they're just, it's amazing to me how fear-oriented these people are because they're afraid of lawsuits, not from the general public, from the Federal Trade Commission, from the CDC, from the Institute of Medicine, from the medical boards. That's what they're afraid of. Sure. And when I asked them, have you forgotten about the first right, at least 
for First Amendment, I, I think we still have that in uh, mm-hmm. in effect, at least for right now. Uh, their answer is, well, sure, there's the First Amendment, and sure, we would eventually win, but we would get bled to the point that we would have to go out of business because we couldn't be we couldn't afford to keep the battle going. Right, and right. you know that's a pretty sad state that people are that afraid of invoking the First Amendment because they're afraid of the people with a lot of money yeah. and or political agenda or the hierarchy, if you will, that's vested in the status quo to keep them from bringing the truth out. So you know we can publish porn and nobody's worried about that, but you can't publish the truth. Right, exactly, exactly. Now the uh, the issue on chelation, like I said, it, it's a big threat because it, it is a very powerful means or mechanism by which you can grab on to those heavy metals and other things and pull them out of the body very rapidly and you know we have we are desperately needing to do that and so many especially these kids uh but it you know it's a, it's a bigger issue than that as well how do we conquer this because for for too many as you said the task is intimidating or daunting even if you're right they'll bleed you to death along the way of for being right you know you spent six seven figures uh, uh defending yourself and you know showing that you were right and you you won but at the same time it was at a great cost although it was monetary you didn't lose your soul in the process now we've seen evidence of strategies being put into play politically that are rather interesting in different arenas, including to some degree the medical one, particularly the issue of cannabis or marijuana, where the states are now saying you have no authority to, to the DEA, much less the FDA. And I think the first state that takes that on and says, FDA, you have no authority in this state. We are now a medical freedom, health freedom state, and we're going to allow all our physicians to utilize any means necessary that are not killing people, of course to undo this damage. Yeah, and the problem is that the Federation of State Medical Boards has been infiltrated so long ago, and they have then in turn infiltrated each of the independent state medical boards that regardless of what a state says or does to the federal body, the Federation of State Medical Board, which is a quasi-governmental body, would still be controlling the individual state medical board. So, you know, they've, they've done a very good job of making sure the medical hierarchies at least done a very good job of making sure that their control is always retained but from a legality standpoint they can't do anything and that's of course what you're talking about as far as with the various states are concerned mm-hmm. with the marijuana and that type of stuff but as far as doctors be able to actually prescribe some of these things I don't think we're going to see the same freedom there Robert well yeah I think what you're raising a really important point that their stranglehold grip, it's like the emperor, the kings, the queens, even the mafia, the mafiosa, have really embedded themselves into all levels of government, down to the state, sometimes local level. So the the, the kickback, if you will, uh, or how would I say this, the pushback is going to be even more local than perhaps even on the state level. They're going to have to now start disbanding these state boards of medicine in order for freedom to be restored in the states among the people for the people to help these kids get well. So it's a bigger task. Yeah, exactly. It's a much greater task than what, than what we realize. But the thing to remember is that if a task was easy, then it's not worth really going after. Mm-hmm. No worthwhile task is ever going to be easy in the first place. Yeah, well, exactly. And then this has been a big one. And, you know, I look back again like we have already today, just thinking about just the three years, much less the 10 plus years we've known each other. Uh, the things that we've all had to overcome, the battles that you have fought, even though I, I like the fact you don't like to term it as a battle as well. And I agree with you. Sometimes the language doesn't do justice to the kind of journey we try to describe being on. And the fact that we don't want to send any more soldiers into battle to get slaughtered. The point is, uh, to some degree, using energy, being smarter about the use of energy. 
you know, having a, a better Kung Fu, you know, as the martial arts understand the flow of water and energy and working it that way, withdrawing consent, taking the energy away so that they no longer have anything to grab you with or hit you with. Exactly, exactly, because it takes two to engage, and the only way, they, only way you can lose a battle is if you choose to engage, but if you choose not to engage on their terms or on their conditions and realize that, you know, it's not about, like, for, uh, the perfect example is the, the fear that's injected, virtually injected into a doctor when they think that they may lose their license and realizing that that's only the power that you're giving them because your ability to do what you need to do is not dictated by a license. It's actually dictated by what you are about and what you philosophize, how you mm-hmm. educate. And that's really what it comes down to. Uh, I know of doctors that have lost their license and, and they didn't do anything wrong. They just lost their license because they were basically the victims of their own lack of understanding, meaning they signed a consent order, they signed another consent order, trying to be non-confrontational and agreeing with the medical board just to appease them and not even realizing that that was a strategy that the boards used to try to get them out of their uh, ability to practice medicine. And so understanding this from a chess level, from a strategy level, and and realizing what their agenda is and how they're going to do it, they're not going to take on on, head-on some of these issues because they don't want to be Potentially well, the, tried in a court of law for right. they would they would lose on on the facts, but in the court of public opinion and the public relations firms outside of the realm of having to take an oath that they could be nailed for perjury, uh, they feel like they're the kings of that domain. But they're rapidly losing uh, that domain as well as people withdraw from that kind of message, that kind of media and delivery. As we've seen again on the highest levels of media, like with Fox News, the stories I've been covering from them, that's just stunning to me how they're revealing these things we've been talking about for years, and they're not uh, smashing and trashing it the way they once did, much less, you know, Carol also work on Fox News. So this also, you know, we've talked about it in terms of its uh, spirituality or spiritual crisis involved. You even talk about these doctors for, you know, fearing the loss of a license. The license subjugates, you know, the human, if you will, as a spiritual being into some lesser, let's say, uh, uh, subservient role. And so they are controlled in a way that I don't think is spiritually correct. But they say, well, we're, we're uh, controlling our profession so we won't you know, hurt anybody. But the reality is those licenses have protected more than the, the doctoring in the wrong way than it has protected the public from the doctors who would do harm. Absolutely. And for the people that are out there that, would, that say, well, that's not a responsible statement, it is absolutely a responsible statement because the fourth leading cause of death, right? I'm sorry, the third leading cause of death in the industrialized world right now, at least in the United States, as published in the, uh, the Journal of the American Medical Association, data that was collected through John Hopkins Medical University, mm-hmm. clearly shows that iatrogenic causes of death are the third leading cause of death right now. So if you look at third world countries, infection, and hygiene are the leading causes of death. In the industrialized world, cancer has now become the leading cause of death. Heart disease, number two, and then iatrogenic. For those of you that don't know what iatrogenic means, which I'm sure it's most of the people, not to, not to minimize your uh, education or your vocabulary ability to know certain words, but iatrogenic is a medical terminology. It's, it's a medical term that's been developed so that it confuses the masses, but we have our own word to describe what the damage that is induced by our own profession. Iatrogenic yes. means a doctor-induced, medical profession-induced. Well, and, and I've argued, Dr. Batar, and you probably would agree with this, that when we look at uh, cancer and heart disease, a large number of those cases are actually contributed uh, directly, uh, maybe indirectly, but a lot directly 
from medical interventions years past that they don't link as cause and effect. Absolutely. I mean, when you start looking at things like polio, for example, and the association between the the rise and fall of polio with DDT, mm -hmm. I mean, for example, everybody thinks that polio was eradicated because of the advances in vaccines. And yet, when I learned the truth after some of the information that Liam put out in his book, I had no idea the historical perspectives. And when you start looking at the data and you look at the graphs of the rise and fall of DDT and then the almost perfect parallel of the rise and fall of polio, the spikes, the troughs in the graph, if you graph it out, and how it's just displaced by, I don't know what it was, six months, a year, whatever it was, mm -hmm. those two graphs are identical. You just move the time frame slightly by a year or two, and right. it's the exact same graph. But doesn't it fit into what you already know to be true, that we're dealing with so many toxicological inflows that they're creating neurological and other areas of damage that would result in things like paralysis? Absolutely. Absolutely. Without any doubt whatsoever. This is all an environmental issue. All disease is environmental. It's a trigger that causes the gene to actually express itself in a different manner. And when the toxicity is in place and causes a disruption of the balance, the normal homeostatic mechanisms, the metabolic processes now become negated. They become deprived of their normal ability to function. They become displaced because of the cofactors and enzymes that the minerals act as in order for these metabolic processes to continue. They get displaced, they get removed, they get bound up. Whatever happens, it's all part and parcel of what we call disease. And yet we seem to think that there's a genetic component to all disease or there's a lack of a drug component to all disease or that there's a virus or a bacteria. Nobody talks about the toxicity. Why? Because as... Mm -hmm. Liam put in his book, you know, the, the uh, industrialized complex, the the liability would be too severe, too it would great. put them out of business, so, yeah. If we could just make our environments pristine, and when I say environment, I'm not, I'm not just talking about our, our body's internal environment, if we could keep it pristine. Yes, we got to take a break, and we're going we're gonna to pristine our environment on this break. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Bittar and I will be back to wrap up Advanced Medicine Monday, another fantastic uh, episode. We'll be right back. Live around the world, the Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Please mark your calendars for May in 2014. That's coming up. And just It'll be here before we know it. It's going to be Autism One, and it's Chicago, just outside of the O'Hare Airport area. And Dr. Batar and I will be there. Many of our friends will be there. We hope that you are there as well. We mentioned Professor Dr. Brian Hooker. He's going to be there. And it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic week-long uh, series of events, including seminars by Dr. Batar. We'll be, you and I will be opening up doing some things together as well. You've got a parent seminar, a doctor seminar, and uh, I'm telling you, this is going to be the best one ever. I really think it is too, Robert, and hopefully many of the attendees will feel the same way. Yep. Also, uh, real quick, uh, our good friend Ty Bollinger, TMB we call him now because they RSB. He liked RSB, so he's got, he now became, do you know he became TMB? <laughs> is that right? He says DMB now. It's great. So we're going to be together, uh, thanks to Better Way Health in Atlanta, Friday and Saturday for the Answers to Cancer event. So if anybody hasn't gotten tickets yet, there's only a few left. Go ahead and uh, you'll see the banner at robertscottbell.com. The only thing we're going to be missing is you, Dr. Batar. Well, I figured if you and Ty are there, 
what I'm, you know. We got it covered. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it covered. That's right. <laughs> Great compliment from Dr. Batar. I, I won't tell Ty. <laughs> we don't want his head getting any. No, no, no. He, his biceps here. are pretty big. We don't want his head getting bigger. So, <laughs> so listen, we got that coming up. You know, listen, the, the the discussion we've had today, it's not like we don't ever do hard hitting. We do. Sometimes it's harder hitting than others. What you just said last segment, you were just nailing it. It was like pow, pow, pow. Toxicological basis, polio, iatrogenic causes. These are the things that, you know, have to be the smack them wake up calls for folks to realize that that benevolent kind medical culture since world war ii has never really existed sure there have been individuals within it and we've spotlighted the good ones from time to time but as a as a system it's not only a disaster as what we've come to conclude it's on purpose absolutely robert you know one of the things that i have been told fascinates people when i talk about this whole in fact you've even told me this with the cdc and the two different teams that are involved with all components of disease when the cdc gets called in to investigate the cause of death the causes of illness there's always two teams that are sent in there's the toxicological team and then there's the infectious disease team and in the movies they always talk about the infectious disease teams that's what's popular nobody ever talks about the toxicological team and the toxicological team gets absolutely no credit whatsoever but even they understand the importance of it but from a publicity standpoint from a public marketing standpoint they never talk about that because they don't want anybody to realize that it's a toxicological issue unless Mm -hmm. it is a toxicological issue that may be something that's natural and that no industry or no big um corporate lobbying group would uh be you know made liable for right right yeah if there's no corporate liability they can come out and say see hey look it's the toxins it wasn't our fault it was the volcano exactly exactly so this is the kind of thing you when you have this gain this perspective and you can see the world through these uh, new eyes, then you're less likely to be duped and become victimized, much less have your children victimized in the way that they have been. And the great tragedy to some degree or to a great degree of those uh, those parents that recognize it all too late and they lose their children altogether. But we're here to help. And Dr. Batar, you're here to help. I would encourage everybody to pick up the nine steps to keep the doctor away if you haven't, Dr. Batar's book, because it gives you the insights into how to step it out, you know, how to, how to reverse what's going on here. And we like to spotlight and highlight the docs that know it when we get together with advanced medicine seminars. We don't have enough of them scheduled this year yet, but the Autism One Conference is going to be a sensational way to all, all of us get together. Yeah, and I think the reason, Robert, we didn't do this because we wanted to do a test component, see how well they worked, and they worked very well. We've got some big things that are planned from a from a media perspective, as you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we just we just wanted to kind of get our ducks in line with the medical advanced medical seminars or advanced medicine seminars. Right now that we know the the policy and procedures and how we're going to actually roll them out, now we're on to some other phases, and then once we'll be able to plug them all together and make it all happen. So hopefully. You know, sometime by the fall, we'll be able to start rolling those out on a much bigger scale. Beautiful. Well, listen, it's an exciting journey that we're on. We're taking on some serious issues, but we also get to laugh along the way. I'm sure we'll have some some good humor in in in, in, in tough circumstances. And I've seen that uh, among the folks that come to Autism One. They they have some very tough family circumstances, but they get together and they have as, as good a time to know that we're all coming together to help each other out. So. Look forward to that. Set your schedule, set your clocks, get ready to be in Chicago. We'll get you more details as the weeks progress here. And we'll get we'll all get together with Dr. Brian Hooker now that we've got more information coming out about what the CDC knew. So with that, 
Another wonderful Advanced Medicine Monday is in the books. Go to medicalrewind.com. You won't have to miss a minute. Thanks, Dr. Bittar. All is left to say is that the power to heal is yours. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott Bell Show.